Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, February 10th. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Joining me, Landon Raby. Man, it feels good beating Florida on a Saturday. This is the opposite feeling of football. <laughs> I got happy drunk instead of sad drunk. So we just do what we do. We win. We win. Uh, I think, I can't remember who tweeted it. It was probably the most, um, it was one of the better tweets about the game. Uh, beat a rival by double digits. Covered the spread, and game lasted under two hours. What more can you ask for? Absolutely. Went in, went in there, took care of business. Um, I, I think the goal of Tennessee every game should to be not not to finish on the channel you started on. Like, blow them out that bad. That ESPN moves you. That's my goal. It's true. I want to have to go to ESPN News for the last two minutes of the game. I would love that. Instead of them moving us at the start of the game. Correct. I want to be moved at the beginning, or at the end. So uh, that's how bad I want to beat teams. And a lot of people are like, it's not fun. It's not fun to watch. Uh, bullshit. It's great to watch. I love it. Especially yeah. when it's Florida. Like, I feel like the only like college teams, like their fan bases that don't like to watch blowouts are Alabama because they're just bored. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. Maybe, every, yeah, maybe every we'll Saturday. get bored if we do this for 10 years. But right now I'm loving it. Yeah. So, I and I don't know if I could ever – I don't know if I could ever get bored of a blowout, and it's probably, it's probably because I suffered the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. You know, Vol fans have suffered that, so you 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 can't you can't disappoint me with a win. It can't happen. And it's still like basketball is a lot different than football because basketball you kind of still have action even if there is a blowout. Like yeah, you still kind of actually play the game, right? They're not just run, you know run the clock out, punt it right at the end of the game. It's very true. It is it is a different sport. And it sometimes gets more exciting. We had we had, you had a couple of big dunks there at the end of the game, or not really the end. I mean, I felt, I guess you know, I told you I was feeling nervous. I feel nervous every game for the entirety. Like we could be up by twelve, and I'm like, oh man, like this is where they go on a big run or something like that. Um, but then I guess with about eight nine minutes left, I looked up and we're up by ten fifteen, and I was like, over, like ball, like that's the that's when I felt okay, it's it's good. We're like yeah. they hadn't competed with us really since the first five minutes we had kept a comfortable lead we were still doing what we do on offense guys were getting to the hole i mean it, it was a it was a, a great game uh tennessee they, they played their brand of basketball i mean at every every game they come in here and, and they play their brand and if you know if another guy has to step up another guy has to step up yesterday you had four guys in double digits um and i mean there really was nobody just taking over the game or anything. It, it was all spread out pretty evenly. Yeah, we're, we're definitely the most balanced team in the yeah. country. Somehow, Fulgerson managed to scrape up five points. Um, Did he look good? I mean, he's white. He had a block. Yeah. Which somebody texted me and said that that dude should get a scholarship taken away, and I agree. <laughs> if you get blocked by Fulgerson. That's true. In fairness, he did probably stumble into it. It's not like he did it on purpose. Yeah. So, that that's good. But it, it's always good to see, you know, Fulgerson, what we joke about, are not really joke. We're kind of serious about him being on the court um, and just looking unathletic. But he loves his team, um, and he cheers for you know he's the loudest one on that bench cheering for yeah. everybody else. Yeah. So you know, uh, I raise you, DJ Burns. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that dude is, and he talks so much shit too to fans. Yeah, and he's one of the first ones ready to fight. He was out on the Memphis court pretty fast. I'll give, I'll give Penny that. If anybody like. 
if you told me, like, Grant Williams ran over there to break it up, you knew he wasn't fighting. DJ Burns was ready to go. <laughs> yeah. He might have had a fist balled up. <laughs> well, he's still trying to, like, make his way on the team, I guess. Um, he's yeah. still, like, considered one of the walk-ons just because he's redshirting this year. So, maybe he just wanted to make a statement in that game. Maybe so. Maybe so. He, uh, he He's definitely one of the ones there pretty early um, and often. He, he does – he runs his mouth, but I like it. He's excited. He's excited on the bench. Jordan Bowden's dunk. Holy damn! I didn't realize he went over Grant. Not really over Grant Williams, but I think it was Grant. Was there to make? No, it was Alexander. Was there to probably at least grab the ball if he doesn't make the alley oop? Did you see what Grant said after the game about that? No. He's like, I was just confused because I've never seen him dunk with his left hand. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, he was like, have any of y'all seen him dunk in warmups or anything like that? He's like, no. He, he had a, seen it done. Was that about was his alley oopers? I don't remember what hand he It dunked. was the putback. Because he had a putback dunk and an alley oop. Yeah, so the putback was with his left hand. Yeah. I mean, he had two really nice. Yeah, nice the alley oop was beautiful. He's, he's got to be, and he was a good player last year. He, I mean, he didn't really have all these parts of his game like he did, but I mean, he was a good player, but he's got to be the most one of the most improved players in the country. Yeah. And one of the most athletic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. His his ability to stop on a dime, his and Jordan Bones, their ability to stop on a dime is incredible. Yeah, he's like a more controlled East Ponds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Speaking of Eves, that broken face. Um, yeah, I want to see the mask. Where's that? At? I do. I also want to know who hit him. I feel like he had to run into Schofield, right? Yeah. Is is anybody else gonna? Or maybe maybe it was DJ Byron. <laughs> maybe maybe is he any, just punched him. <laughs> is anybody gonna accidentally break a face? If any, if anybody's gonna accidentally break someone's face, it's got to be Schofield. Or did he fall on a helmet? He could have. There are some suspicious helmets in the in those practice facilities. Yeah. So they just jump out at you. Yeah, those they're scary. Um, and then Rick Barnes getting in on the Bowden dancing action. What about that? I like it. He's a Rick Barnes is a very interesting man. I feel like he's like this really intense. All serious guy, but he definitely likes to cut up. Like, if you didn't hear him cut up in press conferences and stuff, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah, he definitely does that at appropriate time. Yeah. Oh yeah. He he's uh he's all business when it's time to be all business. Yeah. Uh, but him like um, getting on to Kessling and all them. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, was did was Kyle Alexander? Did he get those three fouls early on? Why didn't he play much? Did I just miss it? Okay, he did get a, a little bit in foul trouble. Um, I I guess I I didn't realize he only played 19 minutes until I looked at the box score. Yeah. Um, I, I think if we look at Wednesday's game against South Carolina, keeping him out of foul trouble is going to be really big because they've got Silva, who had oh how many points did he have against us in the last game? A lot. Let me pull that up. Um, he had a lot of points against us in the last game. I think I think Alexander's a really big. Uh, he had 28 against us. That was his – wasn't his career high. I think 33 is his career high. Uh, but 28 against us, he carried that South Carolina team, and they still got beat by 22. Um, but I think keeping Kyle out of foul trouble was going to be huge for us. Did yeah. he foul out that game? Yes, he did. So, Yeah, that was one of those within that, like, three-game span where he just didn't play very much at all. Right. You, you don't have to – obviously, you don't have to just completely stop Silva to demolish South Carolina, but – how much do you win by if you can just get a few stops on him? Yeah, and I think we're doing a better job defensively, and that's kind of helping him out as well. Right. We're kind of denying the basketball and, you know, putting pressure on ball handlers where they're not able to get an easy pass inside. Right. Um, but, you know, looking at Saturday, I thought we had a great 
shot selection. They yeah. did not. They were absolutely horrible. Yeah, they were. Um, they were just chunking up shots, hoping they went in. And I, I think they were. They were gonna live and die by the three. Yeah. They if they were gonna beat us, that was the only way. And and I think that they got a little hungry because if you remember the last Florida game, they kind of got hot from three. Yeah. They did. Um, but this I think this that was time, that first game where you said we've got to fix this. Well, no, Vandy was. Yeah. Where you said but Florida was early on too and you were like you've got to find a way to defend that three. Yeah. And then you know. mentioned yesterday that Grant Williams is the most difficult player to guard. Yeah, I mean there's nothing there's really nothing you can do to guard him. It's kind of just because if you're too big he's going to blow past you. If you're too small then he's just going to bury you. And he'll, he'll shoot over anyone. Yeah. Like if he feels like he can he can pull, you know, that spot on the floor is good. He'll jump over you, and make the shot, and then his little uh, like move where he goes under and comes like he goes under and comes up at up at you and makes you you either foul him or he gets a good good look. Yeah, it's in it's got to be one of the simpler moves in college basketball that works. Yeah, um, he I mean he's he plays like an old school brand of basketball in terms of you know he he he's willing to shoot from that ten feet area and. Uh, He's just a real physical player. So, I mean, yeah, he's – there was a guy on him in one possession. The, the possession I said, he's so difficult to guard. Um, I mean, I feel like Rick is probably telling him to pass it there. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he, he didn't really go anywhere. He just kind of – and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, how him and Admiral, they'll face people up and make them – they'll beat them just by looking at them. Like, they make they make them either back up on them or uh, – which gives them room to shoot – or they get try to get in their they try to get in their face to guard him and like you said just blow by him. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure Rick probably prefers him to pass that, but he's got the ability to make that shot. It's incredible. He's in, he's such a fun player to watch. I'm glad he's on our team. Yeah. But going forward, I think you definitely um before you get to Kentucky, you got to cut down on turnovers. Can't get up. Can't give up offensive rebounds. I think we I mean, we, we, we didn't 15. rebound. We didn't rebound great yeah. yesterday. 15 offensive rebounds. And I know a lot of that was probably off their terrible shots that were just clanging off Wild. the rim. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that that had a little bit to do with it. But the turnovers, you know, four from Lamonte, four from Bone, um, definitely got to cut those out a little bit. There was just some dumb passes yesterday. Yeah. Um, stuff that just wasn't there. And then there were some that, you know, the no-look passes to Grant and, um, and Alexander and Schofield, you know, those are – beautiful to watch right and we have the ability to control the basketball we just need to do a better job of you know not trying to force anything yeah absolutely uh i mean there's been a couple games and you can't really knock jordan bone he's one of the he's one of the most uh um what's the word efficient point guards and passers in the sec in college basketball but i feel like there's one at least one pass a game where you're like what what are you doing yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that. Like I said, it's usually just one pass a game. Uh, but stuff that can definitely be cleaned up. And I mean, these guys can have gotten to the point. And I mean, it's credit to Rick Barnes and, and the coaching staff in terms of how they've coached them. But that they can almost coach themselves on the floor. Like they recognize when it was a bad shot selection. They recognize when it was a poor pass. Um, or they did something stupid. And, and I feel like for the most part, you know, they they know when they fouled someone and then when they didn't when they when they get a bull crap call like you can tell when they own up to it and and then when they're arguing with the ref <laughs> yeah and uh but i feel like you know it's not just constant whining or anything um but yeah it's a this team does a phenomenal job uh at what they do 
but I feel like, like you mentioned, the offensive rebounding, they got to get back to owning the boards. I feel like last year, we always talked about how undersized they were, and it was incredible. And maybe it was just the undersized that made us think. I probably need to go back and look at the rebound rebounding statistics. But they were small for the, you know, across the board and out-rebounded teams most of the time. Yeah. I feel like this year we've been right there with teams each game, um, whereas normally we own the boards. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of that had to do with Alexander being out a little bit. Right. I, I'd like to see us get back to owning the boards. And, and you know, part of it probably is we, we like to get out in transition more this year uh, because we, we're just faster than everybody. Yeah. So you're, you're always ready to go. That that hurts you a little bit. Um, you got to kind of live one way or the other. You can't do both. Uh, but I, I would like to see us rebound better. And South Carolina is a pretty good rebounding team. Um, they're physical. Uh, I mean, we out-rebounded them last time. And I, I, that helps a ton when you can go in and beat up teams like that on the boards. Um, I'm sorry, they out-rebounded up. Or yeah, we did out-rebound them. I was looking at it backwards. Um, now, that's big when you can beat teams up on the boards. That that allows you to that allows you to go on runs, too, when yeah. you don't give up second-chance opportunities. So... That, that that's one thing I think uh, will help you a lot Wednesday night. Obviously, there's several things you can do to the South Carolina team, and, and again, it's one of those games where it's just go take care of business. I, I'll I'll go with all the ACC fans. I'll go with all the national media that says Tennessee's schedule is just too weak. It is pretty weak until you get into this week. Yeah, and it's just. But I think the thing is, is like they've gone in and taken care of business every day. Yep. I mean, you don't hear the same thing about Gonzaga, so it's kind of a little unfair. Right. But go in and take care of business. They can't deny you. Yeah. So I mean, and, you know, they, like you said, they can't deny you. We're definitely, if we keep winning, we're going to be a one seed. Yep. And, you know, as long as you make it into the tournament, you know, anybody can win it at that point. Right. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, If you want to put Duke as the number one team in the country, whatever. Yeah, I, I don't. We'll we'll see you in Minneapolis. Yeah, so. I know I know where we're at now, so I'm not as worried about it anymore. The number one ranking's been fun. Um, it definitely won't be given up once you go beat. Ken- I, I'm curious how this Kentucky game goes. I don't want to look too far ahead, but once you really once you play Kentucky, hopefully you beat them. What are they gonna say? Yeah. So, I mean, other than Duke beat them by 20. Yeah. Once that was first game of the season. Off more ranked teams. That's yeah. when people are just like, oh, okay, they are that good. Yeah, and I and. You know, I watched. I don't know if you watched some of that Kentucky Mississippi State game yesterday. Um, first off, Mississippi State kind of tore back. I think they were down by 19 at once, um, and then went on a 9-0 run to bring it within 10. And and then they I think they lost by four, if I remember correctly. And uh, you know, Kentucky's just not this dominant team. I don't. They don't have a real dominant player like yeah. I feel like they they normally do. Whether it's a guard or or a big inside, they don't have anyone that can just take have the, has the ability to take over a game. And that's usually what kills us when we play them is we don't have anyone to keep up with them. Well, now if that's the case, you have both guards and forwards who can defend anyone or beat anyone they need to. You have those guys on the floor. Um, So even if they did have that guy, uh, it's probably not a guarantee for them. Come get you some. That's what I'll say. Come get you some. I mean, again, it gets into who are you going to stop on our our team. Because they do have have some good guards – um, Kentucky's got a good big that, that can play, but I mean, do you plan on stopping all five, six, potentially seven guys on the floor? I mean, you definitely, your five starters have the ability to score in double digits. And then, oh, Lamonte doesn't come off the bench anymore. I misspoke. And then you got Bowden coming off the bench. I mean, who, 
So you have six guys that have the ability to score double digits, double digits each night. Like yeah, where, and, where and do you team, choose to attack? And a team that wears you down. So, you know, what I want to see is, like, Kentucky get good play over their bench. If they can't, we're going to kill them. Yeah. Or not, I'm, I wouldn't say kill them, but we're, we're going to beat them. It'll because, probably be a comfortable win. Right. Because you wear down an opponent, and if you only have five players that are able to go, that's how we beat you. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we've heard about how good Jalen Johnson's supposed to be this year. He, he got nine minutes yesterday. Probably going to get more on Wednesday night due to Pons being out. I mean, that's a guy, if he can get comfortable shooting the ball, that's another guy that I'm sure has the ability to score six points, seven points a game. Yeah, it's uh, dunks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, it's got to be hard to come off the bench and just be asked to shoot from deep. It's yeah. got to be difficult, um, especially because you're not going to come in and you're not going to come off the bench and, like, bow and you're not going to play 28 minutes. Like, no. your, your minutes are going to be limited. Um, so, a little bit different for him. But, I mean, if you get what I think you could, get six to seven points from him, potentially, I mean, that's another just dangerous guy that, He's supposed to be really good. Um, he plays good defense too. Not as good, not as good as Turner, Bone, or Bowden, but he plays good defense. Yeah, that's another thing is you have seven, six really good defenders on this team. Yeah, especially with the way Kyle Alexander's been able to rim protect this year. And that, and that's why I like how we're playing right now. We're playing, you know, smart basketball. We're defending and you know taking high percentage shots. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's definitely tough. Definitely tough basketball to stop. Um, I mean, a top five matchup where Kentucky's been playing really good basketball lately, a team that's been playing really good basketball all year that just plays a really good brand of basketball, a top five matchup in Rupp, it's going to be exciting. I I don't think we'll drop Kentucky's favorite over us, by the way, for Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I might, I might place a bet on that game. Um, You're going to bet for the Vols? Probably not. Okay. Try to stay away from that. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, don't do that. Yeah, I'm not going to. That's when we lose right there. Um yeah, top five matchup in Rupp. I mean, you, you this is especially for Tennessee fans who've really struggled in football this year. This is like the kind of scenario you dream of if you're a basketball fan. Some of us, I know, some Tennessee fans aren't. Um, it'd be really fun. I hope it didn't rolls reverse this year where our basketball team's good and we still can't beat Kentucky, where they had a good football, their best football team of all time. Yeah, and couldn't beat Tennessee. I hope it's not that way. <laughs> Um, kind of feels like it could be. I, honestly, I think if we split the series with Kentucky, take it, take it and run. Yeah. Um, I would love to get the win. At, if you get the win at Rupp, you're looking like you could sweep them. Oh, yeah. Bring you bring it, bring anybody into Knoxville at this point. Our fans are finally getting rowdy. Finally. Yeah. Um, that was the first time all year that our fans have chanted airballed a guy consistently after he airballed it. Our fans are normally are not that good at doing that stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember Gonzaga, Lamonte Air. Not Lamonte. Did Lamonte? No, Lamonte was already he was done at that point. Somebody Schofield. No, Schofield was on. Somebody airballed early in the game and legit till the final whistle yelled airball at him the entire game. It was impressive. Every time he touched the ball, airball. So our fans are finally getting rowdy. I like it. I guess the tacos leading faithfully. People are believing in them. Um, yeah, and they checkered it. They checkered it. We oh, won yeah. a checkered game. Is that our first game winning checkered? When we checkered TBA in 2007, 2008, we lost to Kentucky. We lost to Oklahoma. We it, lost was to not, f- it was not checkered we beat, for North Carolina. It was just sold out, correct? Oh, it might have been a checkered game. We did beat Florida checkered, though, in 2016. Hmm. Right? Did we checker that game? I don't remember. I feel like we did. They were gray. and for some, like I'd never understand why we were gray when we checkered it. That blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. Um, I'm pretty sure. 
Don't hold me to that, but I, I think so. Um, so it's not a curse, and I'm I'm with you guys. It, it I was I'm I'm all about I'm superstitious. I'm a little stitious, <laughs> but um, if you want to break a curse, you got to do it with a good team. Yeah, and this is this is the team to this is the team to break every curse that you have any, you know, any possible curses you think could exist. This is when you break them. Yeah. So, all good, all good curses have to come to the end. Look at the the curse of, uh, oh, what Chicago? What was this called? Chicago. The, the curse of the Billy Goat. Is that that one? Is that their curse? Hundred eight years without a championship. Oh God, yeah, that's bad. That, that was, I mean, one of the. But like I said, all good curses have to come to an end. So if this is a curse, it's it's been lifted now, and lifted with emphasis on it. Yeah, it's one with. one comfortably. So. so. But you, you look at this South Carolina team, um, definitely led by Chris Silva. I think, you know, he had a career game against us, I think 28 points, 10 rebounds, and they still lost by 22. Yep. So, he, I mean, he's going to have to score 50 for it to be close, I think. Yeah. The South Carolina, I mean, we talked about go in, take care of business, do well. Um, the only reason it scares me, I mentioned this right before we get started, First, they also shot 58% from the lawn um, against us that last game. Uh one of the reasons it scares me, I don't think this team's looking ahead. They haven't looked ahead the entire year. I don't know why they would start now. Um, they also don't seem like they have those kind of attitudes. And they and like if there is one attitude on that team that maybe does that kind of thing, there's plenty to clean it up. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this definitely kind of feels like a little bit of a trap game. You, you play a rival at home uh, with an exciting Saturday environment, sold out, checkered, uh, big, big game. Then you got to go play – not so big game on a Wednesday night, probably like an eight o'clock tip off. I still haven't checked that. Um, six thirty. Six thirty. Okay, so better better tip off there, and then, but you're waiting on a top five matchup at your rivals. You're traveling to a rival. Yep. It it feels like a little bit of a trap game. We are. I mean, we're favored in it highly, but it, it scares me for that reason. And I mean, the players and and Rick Barnes said it after the after the South Carolina game last time. They didn't play like they lost by twenty two. Like they played all the way to the whistle. They're they're um they're gritty. They they play really physical basketball. They're gonna play you hard. Mm-hmm. And, and it's up to you to go in there and if you do all the things that you do well, this team does well, you'll win comfortably. You talked about the good shot selection they have to take. Um play good defense, especially on Silva. And I mean I think look look for AJ Lawson to bounce back against us. He had a he's been one of their better players this year. Played terrible against us last time. Yeah. Um and I mean a lot of that's credit to the way we play defense, but he didn't play great. And so I think look for him to bounce back. I want to get out in transition cuz I, I think that's where we're most dangerous at. Oh yeah. Cuz like you said, we're so fast, uh, we're so athletic. Um and it, it's so fun to watch when we're able to finish fast breaks. That's another thing that uh Bone really does well. He knows when to push that tempo and when to slow. He I mean he He's a general on the court. Yeah. Um, with Admiral Bossad. And uh, that, that that's one thing I think we talked about. Oh, what game was it? Was it Missouri? That Lamonte, it's probably something he still struggles with, why he can't run the offense necessarily. There were several times where he ran out the hole with three guys around him or whatever, you know, however many guys around him where he didn't need to go to the hole. He should have probably just cycled it out. Um, and, I mean, I think one of them he made, one of them he got fouled on. You know, I mean, so it happens. Uh, but Bones' ability to recognize when he can pick up the tempo and go and, and when he needs to slow it down, it makes him, again, one of the best point guards in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Top ten, obviously. So, But he, he does a good job of it. Um, he's one of the guys that really gets us going in that. Him and Bowden both do a good job of just getting out there fast. 
So I, I think you can almost always assume Grant, if he comes down with a rebound, it's going to get slowed down. He doesn't. It's one thing, and he's usually in a dog fight for the ball, so it's harder to go up and transition. Yeah. But yeah, him he, and he almost Alexander never are always like fighting yeah. somebody off of them when they're trying to get a rebound. Sometimes our own players. I don't know if you've noticed. I feel like we do that more than any team ever. Like there's all like there's two guys around the ball. I mean, just because we. And luckily, we're doing a better job. I feel like last year, we would let some of those balls go out of bounds. Yeah. Um, But at least, like, we have the ability to just, like, somebody grab the freaking ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But, God, I'm excited. This is so much fun. I hope hope we go into Kentucky. I hope we win win South Carolina. Going to Kentucky, still, you know, obviously ranked number one. Like, you would be ranked number one, but no, you're coming out of it. So, hopefully, that's not the case. Um, it's a true top top five matchup, and then you, I mean, beat hopefully beat the brakes off of them again. Well, I would is be totally game day coming. Yeah, two rub. Yeah, two rub. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's there. Um, so they'll high riser. Yeah, Dickie V will be on the call. I, I assume. I don't know how that works. Because yeah. I don't think he was on the call when they went to Duke, Virginia. It's probably Jay Billis. Okay. Fighty yes. Gotcha. But, but I think Dickie V is there. Like for college game, oh, I don't he? think he calls. Cause it, didn't he call our game when they Duke and Virginia first played? Didn't he call Tennessee's game? I, I feel like know. he did. No, it was when Duke and because they te- they kept talking about the game. Duke and somebody played. I don't I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But he he was calling our game and throughout the entire throughout the entire game he was like, you know, talking about this promo leading up to it. So it is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. The Duke. Uh, I don't know. I don't, hopefully, this isn't a fail. It's not. I mean, of my, it's not one of my fails. But uh, the Duke Virginia promo, where it's just like six different Zion dunks. Yeah, yeah. Zion versus Virginia. Yeah. Just actually, it's just Zion. Yeah. No one. Else, it's just a. All they're gonna do for two hours is just let Zion have his own. It's not even a dunk competition. They're just. He's just dunking. Yeah, and I love like how they pointed out that block that he had. Where he just came out and the dude was shooting a three and just came out and blocked it. Yeah. And they acted like, oh, that was the best play he's made all year. And, like, Grant Williams done that, like, a couple weeks ago. Someone shared a picture of their, like, 13-year-old daughter making, like, in the same, like in the corner, like, coming from, you know, close to the, the lane and blocking it. And they're like, my 13-year-old daughter did that yesterday, ESPN. <laughs> like, it's not that incredible. Like, it's, it's a good play, but it's not. They acted like it was the most impossible thing ever. Yeah. Which, I will say this. He jumped so high and blocked it with his entire hand. Yeah. Which he was closer than Grant Williams was to the play. Like, Grant Williams was incredible because he was out of position and sprinted to the corner and just barely got a fingertip on it. Mm-hmm. To a guy that probably would have hit that shot. Yeah. And, you know, made the game either over or for Alabama's favor or at least we were playing more basketball. Yep. So, um, I just I clicked on there. So I was curious how many points he had. Uh, Zion, he had 18. Um, but R.J. Barrett had 26. So, and also, guess how many points their bench had? How many? Two. Yeah. I mean, that makes me feel better about that Duke team. Obviously, they're freakishly athletic, and they've got a bunch of good basketball players. But if you can't get production from your bench, what happens if someone gets into foul trouble? Or what happens if somebody's just not on that night? I mean, they're they're definitely banking on their starting five. Yeah. I mean, you saw what happened. They lost to Syracuse. with Trey Jones played part of the game, didn't he? And he went out during that game, yeah. right? So... I mean, yeah, they don't scare me, I guess, when I look at those stats and, and realize that. And I mean, they, they scare me. Sorry, they don't scare me as much. Is somebody going to be able to bang around with Grant for 40 minutes? 
I'd definitely be curious to see if Zion did. I don't know where he's gotten. You know, it was a big story this offseason, how he weighed way too much when he reported to Duke. You know what I mean? Is he still – obviously, he's in shape. He's a D1 athlete playing college basketball day in, day out. But, like, we know how good of shape Tennessee guys are in. Is that you know? Is that something he can do? And then I don't I don't know about everyone else. Another man. thing I want to know is like is is he just cherry picking? He always seems to be wide open on he, dunks. He he does. He's also way faster than everybody. Yeah, he is fast. But I'm just for like, his size, he's faster than everybody. I'm just like, is no one like around, or the teams just like turn the ball over, just like give yeah. it to him? I have yeah, no clue. Probably, he's always probably. open. I love that. Um, I guess he's doing what what was Lamelo when he had like 92 points in a game. Yeah, and just stood on the offensive end the whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what a! If I was a teammate, I'd stop passing to him at some point. I'd be like, I'd rather lose not passing to you than win watching you stand down there and hit layup. 92 points worth of layups, which is also pretty impressive that you were able to score that much hitting layups. So I guess he shot a few threes, but yeah, you, you get it. Yeah, um, yeah. This this Duke team, though, I mean, they're a great team. Obviously, uh, the only reason Virginia scared me yesterday was. They shot 18% the first time they played them. They shot 41% this time and still lost by 10. I guess that's really – that's the effect, though, that uh, Trey Jones has on that team. He helps them out a ton. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we need to – need to look at some other scores in college basketball, I guess, before we just get away from it entirely. Um, I mentioned that Kentucky-Mississippi State game. Mississippi State roared back. And then I didn't watch this game, but I, a bunch of people were talking about um, Auburn and uh, – who did they play yesterday? Oh, gosh. You remember? I know they they Kentucky were played Mississippi State and won by three. They did it uh, three, yeah, yeah, four. It won by four. Okay. Um, whoever Auburn lost, I think they ended up losing to him. They were up pretty big at one point, like sixteen points maybe. And uh, the team mounted a comeback and then won, which is incredible. I can't find the score though. Um, I someone was asking me if I watched it, but I, I watched that Kentucky Mississippi State game right not right before our game, but. A little bit before our game, um, I don't know. I don't know what that that final ended up being. I also watched part of that Michigan. The yeah, Michigan State game was on. Oh, it was were, LSU. Okay, that's right. It was LSU. Did you watch the Michigan Wisconsin game by chance? I don't know. It was so boring. There was like they had played like four or five minutes of basketball, and I think the total points scored was like five or six. Wow. It was oh, it was terrible. I don't know how they. The fact that they ended up scoring sixty one. It's like big, pretty impressive, Big Ten football. Yeah, no, that's I almost tweeted that, and then I think they hit Michigan hit two back to back threes, and I was like, I'd look like an idiot now if I tweeted that. But yeah, <laughs> of course they 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 do that as I tweet that out or think about tweeting that out. I guess I should say. Um, also, North Carolina almost got beat by Miami. Yeah, why did that dude shoot that layup at the end? I don't know. Did you see it? Yeah, like if if they had gotten lucky, and which I think he might have gotten fouled at least, so he could have. Been like, well, they didn't call that. But I mean, if that dude had turned around and shot that buzzer beater, yeah. I mean, they just would have been playing another overtime at least. But that gives him another chance, right? Which I mean, that's a highly unlikely shot. But still, all you had to do is dribble to the corner. Yeah. So, and he doesn't play very much anyway. So. Oh, okay. He's just trying to get his points in. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I respect that actually. But that the point guard they had had thirty three as a freshman. Dang. Yeah, he's pretty good. And I like they talk about Nazir Little who comes off the bench and he's. Project to be a lottery pick, but Kobe White is a lot better now. Is that number two? The big hair? Yes. Okay. He's a pretty big guard too, so I think tall. And yeah, yeah. His, his 
game will translate to the next level. Um, he's fast. Like him and Jordan Bone, I want to see them in a foot race. That's one thing I'm excited for, Jalen and uh, Josiah, both lengthy guards. Like right now we have Bone, and Bone's not small by any means, but he's not a bigger guard. Yeah. Um, but Josiah and um, Jalen are both long arms, tall guys. Yeah. So I'm excited to get them into play. Uh, looking at what well, you mentioned, oh, you got an ad read for me, don't you? I do. If you're going to the game Wednesday, are you thinking about going to the game? We yeah, got somebody. Like, I'd like to take a second to tell you about our new friends from TickSplits, the official ticket provider of the Armchair Media Network. Unlike other ticket providers that sneak in extra fees and unexplained service charges, at TickSplits, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees shouldn't prevent you from seeing the sporting event, concert, or Broadway show of your choosing. Go to TickSplits.com and enter promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X... B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Tick splits. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Guys, go check them out. What are you waiting for? Definitely head over there. Get your tickets for the game. If you're heading to Rupp, you don't want to pay the $500 fee to get in plus the 10% or whatever they attach on for processing fees at other competitors. Head to Tick Splits. Check it out. Um, Looking at Vol Baseball, which... Hasn't technically started, but a lot of practice going on. Did they do an inner squad scrimmage this Saturday? Yeah. Is that what it was? Yep. Uh, inner squad scrimmage. A lot of people, not a lot, a few people went over and checked it out. It's a short walk from TBA. It is. So a few people got over there to got over there to watch it. Um, kind of disappointing they're not doing that. I thought that was cool. I guess you can't do it every year, but the little Tennessee cop, top invitational thing they did where ETSU and MTSU came. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they did that. Last year, I know they had the thing at Smoky Stadium. Is that what you're talking about? They were supposed to have it at Smoky, and then something happened. They ended right. up having it at Tennessee, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know why they didn't do that this year. I, I guess it's tough to do every year, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, like, does UT Martin have a team? Yes. They do? Okay, because I know UTC doesn't. So that's like, you couldn't do a, you couldn't do like a round of all new teams. I'm sure you Austin you could get Austin P. That'd be another good team. Um, They've got a pretty good baseball team, right? And maybe Belmont as well. Belmont. There, there are plenty of teams in the in the state of Tennessee. I'd like to see them do something like that. Sorry to get completely away from baseball almost um, with basketball. Yeah. Because you've got good basketball teams. Um, ETSU, I mean, they're top of their conference every year. Been made a tournament run a couple years ago. Well, that's why the – I think Barnes was talking about it. Started was that in 2020. Well, he did, they did go to ETSU that one year, which is cool. Um, UTC's got a pretty good – their men's program's getting better. Um, MTSU's been, you know, solid for their size, their conference. And then you've got Belmont, of course. Um, I think they're trying Vanderbilt. to do it in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, they are. They're doing they, – you're you're right. They are doing something. I forgot about that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're playing Belmont in Nashville. And he wants to do it for, you know, years down the line. Yeah. So. It's, I mean, I think – we've, we've talked about how football, I think, could kind of improve, I guess, like state camaraderie if they were able to get those. If you're, I feel like if you're going to pay teams to come, why not pay a team that's at least – if not in your system, in your state. Yeah. Instead of paying like UTEP. And um, talk about Tennessee baseball with Missouri's postseason ban. Oh, forgot about that. That leaves um, – so, for those who don't know how baseball kind of works, 12 teams are invited to the SEC tournament, um, 12 of the 14. So, two usually miss out. Tennessee hasn't made it since 2016. Um, but Missouri is out. So, I mean, got we just have team. to be one team. Yeah, and, and we're, we're, pe- we're already picked just to barely sneak in. Yeah. Picked at fifth in the East. 
So is this team to not pick us? Yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> I I mean so. Tennessee has definitely been down, um, but they return a ton. I, I think they only lose two starters. Um, you get Lingenfelter back. You get Crochet, Hunley. Um, Deuce Wallace is back. Um, and then a number five ranked recruiting class coming in this year. Um, and part of that is Tennessee safety Trayvon Flowers. Oh, yeah. He's part of this team. Yep. So, um, definitely excited to see how this team plays out. We will be there covering them. Um, and we'll see how Vitello does in his second year as um, Tennessee's head baseball coach. Yeah. he's. Uh, you mentioned that number five recruiting class they brought in. Uh, I mean, I think if you – if you keep up with this team and you read, you know there's a lot of people uh, higher on them than they were last year just because the pitching you return. I feel like that was a big question mark. Um, yeah, and a lot of the hitting is back as well. You got Andre Lipsius, um, Zach Daniels, Jay Charleston, um, mm-hmm. Justin Ammons. Um, so a ton of guys that can hit the baseball. And, and like you said, you, you have that pitching that you didn't really lose any last year. And I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised – with the pitching last year, not that it was exceptional or anything, but better than what was thought to be. And then, like you, you mentioned, you return a lot of it. Yeah, so that's positive. And Will Neely is another one, another pitcher from the Knoxville area. From, I think he went to Hardin Valley. Okay, I am looking at the baseball schedule total. I mean, we do play just about every in-state team we possibly can. Yeah, um, Middle Tennessee. Uh, Austin P was on here somewhere. I've missed him now. ETSU, Belmont, uh, Tech, Lipscomb. You're traveling, and they, they travel to a lot of those places. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Uh, at least once they, they'll, they'll travel there. So that's uh, if they do play them twice. So that's pretty cool to see. Like I said, if you're going to, I feel like if you're going to do that kind of stuff, I don't know how it works. I don't think you pay them in baseball, obviously. Um, but I feel like send that money to in state teams. Yeah. And it's cool for guys who maybe aren't SEC caliber talent to play in that environment. Yeah. Especially for, you know, if there's guys from Knoxville, they're playing somewhere they probably dream to play in. And, At least for a moment of time. And those guys, those games are probably the best to watch because you don't have just incredible pitchers on the mound. You know, yeah. you're not doing your your weekend starters. You're, you know, pitching guys who don't normally get the start against conference opponents. Very true. Stadium looks good. Um, obviously, they've played on it now. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see if they kind of clean up the stadium in terms of the looks of it. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, if you just look at it as a baseball stadium. It's a good-looking baseball stadium. I mean, it's, I haven't been to other SECs. I know it's one of the bigger ones. Obviously, there are schools that have much larger ones. Um, but, you know, it's it's a good size. It's a it, it's pretty new, relatively new. Um, it, it looks like a nice stadium, but around it looks terrible. Yeah, the surrounding area just looks <laughs> it looks like, It looks like you're in a just a bad part of town if you just kind of yeah. if you looked out towards the outfield and beyond. Um, definitely looks really weird. I yeah, hope they like can, an industrial park. Yeah, hopefully they can. And I know with the train tracks, that's tough to do in terms of making it look better. But I feel like it could still get prettier. Yeah, I think we talked about doing those like big pine trees. Yeah, it, I mean that would at least try to hide some of that. Yeah, which I think there used to be trees back there that they've recently cut down. Right? I thought mm. there were big, I thought there were bigger ones along the road, like it's on the other side of the road oh, from okay. the from the stadium because you have that small like service road. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I definitely could get get cleaned up a little bit. Um, they start this weekend against Appalachian State, correct? Yes, Friday four thirty. It kind of sucks. It's such an early start Friday morning or Friday night. Yeah, like probably can't a lot, most people off, aren't off work when, at the start of it, and um, so that that kind of stinks. But Saturday and Sunday, two and one p.m. Uh, games. Uh, I don't know. Is App, is App State usually have a pretty solid baseball program? I don't. 
I feel like their athletics as a whole has been better lately. Yeah, I don't I don't really know about their baseball program either, but I feel like solid enough. Yeah, those teams kind of translate of baseball and football. So. Yeah, we'll see. A um, little bit of UT football news too. I don't know, are you ready to move on from? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, Tennessee doesn't invite back Terry Farrell. It seems like they offered him a off the field role. Didn't want it. Um, so it lasted about what? An hour, yeah. The, the search last got to be the shortest coaching maybe search. Maybe forty minutes. Got to be the shortest coaching coaching search in Tennessee history. And hired a a great um, defensive backs coach and Derek Ansley. Um, great great recruiter as well. Yeah, great recruiter. Um, has Tennessee ties. He coached here at one point. Right. I was trying um, to find his. So I didn't realize he did. And I couldn't find a page that had his work history on it. Um. Do you know who he coached under? Like, what's his I think it was Derek Dooley's staff. Okay. Gotcha. That would make sense because he, Derek Ansley was also at, I don't know if they were at Alabama at the same time, but they have that Nick Saban tie. Yeah. So, so, so Ansley coached um, under Derek Dooley. I think he coached at Kentucky and then Alabama um, and then was part of the Oakland Raiders staff last year until good. <laughs> he came to Tennessee. Apparently, he did a great job at Oakland from what I read. Yeah. Um, I know that whole – I mean that was horrendous, but that was a apparently he was like a bright spot, uh, a part of that team. I mean, if you just look at that team as a whole, it kind of blows your mind. I mean, I know you lost your best defensive player, but that's still a talented team. Yeah, like, and then they just kept trading them away. Yeah, I mean, a year ago they were a couple points away from playing the divisional round, so yeah, it was a good team. Yeah, so I mean, you you mentioned him being a top recruiter while at Alabama, which Alabama is an easy place to recruit. Right, but he was able to be a, a top fifteen. Um, recruiter in that 2017 class um just some guys to mention that he's recruited xavier mckinney is a four-star safety henry ruggs um is a four-star wide receiver and then uh jedrick willis is an offensive tackle at alabama right now so you know just part of that and looking at terry fair i think he was relieved of his duties because he didn't recruit very well Mm -hmm. um and the guys that he brought in most of the time, he was a secondary recruiter for him. Right. So he brought in Tyus Fields, Bryce Thompson, um, but both of those guys were he was a secondary uh, recruiter. Bryce Thompson, I think the primary recruiter was David Johnson, um, and then Tyus Fields, uh, the primary recruiter for that was Brian Edemeyer. Yeah. So, I mean, Speaking of that, do you see his uh, Oakland Raiders uh, hoodie he was he was wearing? I don't think he was wearing it the other day, but he put a picture of him wearing it the other day on Twitter. Yeah, like right after he landed Ansley, (laughs) which he's got an interesting Twitter profile. I'm surprised Pruitt, which I mean, I'm sure Pruitt, he would have to be told by somebody. But right after his signing day, he was arguing, or early signing period, he was like arguing with fans on there. And uh, and then, you know, he's he kind of trolls too. I mean, it's whatever. It is what it is. It's not like, it's not, he's not running his mouth terribly bad or anything, but it's funny. He de- he definitely is uh he definitely is running the troll, troll Twitter account. Derek Ansley? No no no. Oh Niedermeyer. Niedermeyer. Yeah, yeah, I know the sh- the shade he threw at, um, Butch Jones where he said brick by. Yeah. I forgot about that tweet. Yeah. 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 Exactly. He likes to throw some shade. I, I like it. I like I it. I he did delete a lot of the tweets he argued with fans. I mean he was right. It's just you know, maybe you shouldn't argue with him with him about it. Right. Yeah. I mean I think it's yeah don't don't interact with fans like that but. When you throw shade at 
and a former coach for running the program. Oh, we're, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm I, okay I, I dig that. But yeah, Especially, I, mean, I, like, I wish the best for Terry Fair. You know, he was yeah. a VFL, and I think he wanted to coach here. But Fun fact, I coached his daughter in soccer. Oh, at nice. One point. Yeah. That's so. awesome. Um, but, I mean, it, it just didn't work out. And I like how Pruitt, you know, tried to keep him on staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, it shows that he definitely had it, – it, it was probably a lot more of a business decision in terms of we – obviously, you know, Pruitt's got ties with Ansley. Yeah. Through at least mutual friends. Like, he – he knows him personally. Yeah, and it way. was probably like, you know, we've got a chance to land this really good guy. We want to keep yeah. you, but we only have so many on the field spots. Sorry. So it wasn't like – it wasn't just he got fired for being terrible or something. Yeah. So, And like you said, just wish him the best of luck. Um, I mean, he landed that job right as he really got into his coaching career um, with Mike Bobo at Colorado mm-hmm. – uh, Colorado State, sorry. Um, so, I mean, I'm sure he'll he'll find a place on the staff somewhere at probably Division One. Yeah. But – and then another news, Chance Hall is retired from football. I didn't see um, that due to injuries. So you know, wish him the best of luck. Um, Drew Richmond is no longer working out with the program. Um, he's definitely looking to transfer. A lot of guys still in that transfer. Not a lot. A few guys yeah, still in I that heard transfer. Austin Pope is in there as well. I really. Um, Good God! I mean, I didn't care for him, like or dislike, but I'm pretty pissed about that Florida fumble. <laughs> like, I, I hold that one a little. It's one of the worst plays of the year, and that was a. Year full of terrible plays. I mean, I think that play for me <coughs> kind of describes Vol fandom as a whole in terms yeah. of like you're getting beat, We're but almost then there. you have some hope, and then something just catastrophic happens. Yeah. Um. So thank you just for showing us. You showed the world what it was like to be a Vol fan in like a six second span. So yeah. I do appreciate that. And then Eli yeah. Wolf is transferring to Georgia. Very surprising. Yeah. No, I mean, he's not going to play. Yeah. So weird. I, okay, I shouldn't say that. I haven't seen their tight end spot. I don't think he'd be successful there. I know Nada, who picked up the phone and ran him back for a touchdown last year, is going to the draft. So I, I, I have, that might open yeah. up something, but still, you know, it's not looking good. I shouldn't say he won't play because I haven't seen the roster, but if he does play, I don't think he'll be very successful, especially for the brand they they are. The physicality, yeah. he's he's not a blocking tight end. No, he's pretty athletic. He can catch, but he's not this big enforcer. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one didn't make sense to me. I thought he would do well, maybe as like in the ACC, yeah, or Pac-12 or something like that. But you know, whatever. Wish him the best of luck as well. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But looking into the you know 2019 recruiting class is wrapped up. Looking into the 2020 um, recruiting class, I think it all starts with the in-state guys. You know, you were able to get. Um, get a hold of these guys early in their recruitment. Um, unlike the last two classes where you just kind <clears> of <throat> tried to, you know, do the best you could under the circumstances. But I think it starts, you know, with the number one player in this class in the state of Tennessee, and that's Reggie Grimes. He's a legacy player for Alabama. So, you know, it looks like it's going to be tough to beat out Alabama for that. But I think that's where you, that's where you start. Um, right. And then from there you, you work your way down and I think from there you go to Memphis. And, you know, there's a rumor going around what the top ten players in the state in the city of Memphis have a group chat and they all want to play the same place together. Interesting. Now will that happen? Probably not. Yeah. But if you're able to get four or five of them, um Right. Definitely gonna get a ton of offensive linemen because the the top um top three or top four out of th- top three out of four um, are in Memphis. Uh, top three offensive linemen in the in the state 
are in Memphis, and that's uh, Amari Thomas, um, who's a four-star offensive tackle from Briarcrest, uh, four-star offensive tackle Marcus Henderson from MUS, and then four-star offensive tackle Chris Morris from um, Freedom Prep Academy. So definitely want to get in those guys, and I think you try to get the guys from Catholic as well. Tyler Barron is a four-star defensive end. Um, There's a ton of in-state talent. Yeah, now. I mean, like you know, I mean, you, you could put a top ten class yeah. with just a talent in Tennessee. You're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna throw them up there with the Florida, the Texas. Even lately, you could probably argue Alabama's been a pretty, pretty good state to recruit out of. Um, but I mean, this you mentioned how you could, you know, if you get the best players, you could put together a top, a top ten class, and then, um, I mean, I think it's been kind of that way for a while. You know, if you follow prep football in Tennessee pretty closely, there's been a lot of talent. Um, come out of here, but I mean, lately it just seems like it's almost you've almost had a hotbed. And Nashville, yeah. the growth of Nashville's helped a lot in the last five to seven years. You, you've had a lot of good talent come out of Nashville. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this 2020 class, and um, it, I think it's always good when you can get in-state guys. It's always a positive, right? And, and you have people like I was mentioning, um, right in your backyard. You have Brian Tucker at Catholic, Cooper Mays at Catholic, Tyler Barron. Um, Elijah Young is at South Dole, T. Hodge at Maryville. Um, so, you know, there's talent right here. And then Jay Hardy is one that Tennessee is really big on. He's uh, from Macaulay School in, in Chattanooga, just earned his fourth star. I think he went up like eight spots um, on 247 okay. just in the last week um, in the state. Yeah. So, did you, know, you see the Vol? I don't remember what account it was. It's that one recruiting, recruiting account that – has a it's like a picture of him and his daughter like it looks like a yeah. personal account but it's not he tweeted like the 2020 targets and like of guys he thought we were in the race with it was like a list of like 40 people I'm like why like if you're gonna make if you if you go down the list and go okay this is too many people why would you not just say maybe it's too early to start saying that <laughs> yeah yeah you, you gotta wait and I, I'm just trying to mention I mean these, these are guys. like you know you're mentioning these big targets and then local guys but I mean yeah we're and not then, gonna we're not gonna mention guys that were in the top thirty. Of yeah, school. Then, we, and then you have the just guys we've offered for Tennessee right now. You have four commits: Will Albright is a long snapper, um, Jordan Phil or yeah Jordan Phillips from um, the JUCO, and then you have uh, Antonio Brabson. Is that right? You mentioned the long snapper. He's from Greenville. Greenville. That's I mean that's another. Which, I mean, I know, like, a lot of D1, you know, size is a big, big thing. I mean, but the talent Greenville's pumped out. And, like, I know that quarterback's short, but you can't tell me he's not going to play football, D1 football in some capacity. Yeah. he He's athletic. He's big for his, you know, bigger, uh, strong, and, and fast. I mean, he's going to be on a field somewhere, whether it be yeah. they move him to wide receiver or running back or – and I think he stays he's going to Army, right? He is going to Army. Yeah. So, I mean, you're probably not getting a guy like that who probably wants to go to an, uh, an academy. Um, but, I mean, I don't even know if we looked at him or not. Which So, is Antonio Barber is the wide receiver we have. And then Harrison Bailey is a four-star quarterback. Looks really good. Definitely the catalyst of this class right now. Trying to recruit people. His, a, his um, teammate right now is the number eight player in the nation of this 2020 class. That's Eric Gilbert. Um, well, I think he plays receiver, but he'll be a tight end. He's like 6'5", 248. Right. I also failed to mention the state of Georgia when I talked about recruiting. I can't believe I did that. 
Um, but Harrison Bailey is a guy from Marietta, Georgia. That he's a he's a natural quarterback. I mean, yeah, you're gonna if you get him, you you've got a lot of. And it looks you know, like you know it looks like you're gonna have to fight people for him. But I mean, he looks in, so invested into Tennessee in this program. Yeah, you know, been on campus a ton of times already. I mean, you see it with especially that legacy class in fourteen. You see if you can get guys committed early. They're they're gonna recruit, for, especially guys that want to be here. They're gonna recruit really hard for you because not only do they want to be here, they want to win when they're here. And I think most most guys know that it, they they can't do it by themselves. Yeah. Um, and they've got to bring in that talent. That's one thing that legacy class did. I mean, that class was loaded. Yeah. And um, because you know dogs don't raise cats. <laughs> but, sure. Uh, not. Yeah, but the. the the, it was big, especially when you get a guy as highly rated as Harrison Bailey. People, are, if he texts them, people are gonna listen. Yeah. When when he's here on visits, you know, guys know he's the real deal. It shouldn't be shouldn't be tough. Is that quarterback that we've offered from St. John Bosco? Is that the dude that beat out? Um, Ugalele. Yeah. Was he uh, the guy that Real beat out? Mitchell? Real Mitchell. Yes. Yep, that's him. Um, and then Jordan Davis was the guy from the JUCO who was once a Alabama commit. Um. So I mean, you already have some talent in this class, but I think you you don't have to go far, you know, to get more talent and, and to get a top recruiting class in here. Right. Um, so I mean, you're you're not going to get everybody from Tennessee, but I think you do try to go after um, a lot of those guys to try to get you know that locked down because I feel like if you were able to lock down some of those guys and put together what what you got outside of, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could be talking talking about a top five class. Yeah. Easily. And I'm, again, we talked about the 2019 class. I'm very pleased with it. Could your recruiting rankings be higher? Absolutely. And that, you know, it's great. It starts there, but it's not the end all be all. And we address needs. I want to emphasize that. I'm not, you know, trying to hold water for Jeremy Pruitt. I think it could have been better. Um, but for where our program's at, for what we need, I thought we did pretty well. I mean, there's really not much more you can say. Like you can argue that, you know, until you, until you recruit the best, you're not going to beat the best in terms of Alabama and Clemson, and uh, even the way Georgia's trending right now. Hopefully that changes. I think LSU is going to get better here soon. Um, in the East, Florida's probably going to get better here soon. South Carolina's been trending in the right direction, but that, again, that's a team you could beat year in year out. Yeah, like even they, you know, been, they've been at their best the last few years, and they've been very very beatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. We had to get an offensive line, and we got one of the best offensive line classes put together you possibly could. So, I mean, that that's not necessarily going to fix it next year. I think you did go out and recruit at least two guys that are probably probably day one starters. Yeah, so. and, you know, this 2020 class, you, you talked about that we put together probably the top um, offensive lineman class in the nation. You know, this class could beat that. Yeah. Um, and that, that's what's crazy about the talent in Tennessee right now is just – you know, there's tons of offensive linemen where you're able to get these guys, and they're close to home. Um, so, I mean, if you still need help on the offensive line, there it is for you. Yeah, you can Go take it. Send me to Meyer. Yeah. He'll bring them back. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised how high up Oregon finished in their recruiting rankings. Are they back? Is Oregon back? It's those uniforms, man. It's a, it must be. So. Also, is this is John Harwell in the hot seat? He's got to be, right? Surely. I mean, you can't finish top ten the last, I think, three years and produce so poorly. And you got a big quarterback transfer last year. 
Yeah. Like someone you should have won with. Oh, they weren't top ten last year. I thought they were. You slept in a recruit's room and you couldn't finish or his house and you couldn't finish top ten, that's bad. Well, I mean, we're looking at the, the twenty our twenty nineteen class, then you added D'Angelo Gibbs and Aubrey Solomon to that. Yeah. You know, they're kind of part of that class as well. So if and dude, Justin Fields already got his um he's he's okay to he got his okay to play yeah. next season. Aubrey Solomon has to get that also, right? Surely. I don't know his story though. I mean, I don't I don't see how I don't understand what is what was Justin Fields' case. Apparently he encountered some racism down there. I don't I mean, I don't know the full story, but That's what they used. Oh my god. I, I think there was a serious issue where like okay. someone was racist towards him. Like you could probably get arrested for what happened to him. Okay. <laughs> so I think there was, and yeah, I think that's, that's. I mean, in fairness to Georgia, like I'm not throwing them under the bus. I think it was a pretty isolated incident. Like they disciplined the student. I think they. I think he was a baseball player, and they kicked him off the baseball team. Okay. So, yeah, I do remember that. So I do remember that. I, I, I think that was. One, I think it happened twice. I think one of them was like on campus, like not that. Like the game wasn't really at him, but I think there was another incident that occurred that like they had to discipline someone. I do. I do remember. That baseball yeah. player, and it might have been, you know, it might have been on Twitter too. I, I don't know. I mean, if he was a starter, would he still have transferred? Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's definitely a lot. I mean, but you have guys like there are guys that will like transfer home for uh, because their parents are sick or family members sick, but they're still like a four or five hour drive. <laughs> but they yeah. get there, it waved. I mean, I mean, I definitely weird. think Aubrey Solomon has a good case if he's able to just be like. You know, I need to be closer to home. Yeah. Where's he Where's he from? Originally? I think Georgia. Is he? Okay. So, I mean, yeah. So, like, that's a case. Like, it may win out, and he's not in the uh, – he's – well, this is uh, Fresno, California. But, I, I mean, I don't know his whole story. I don't I don't know what's happened with him. Well, he has family in Georgia or Does something he? like okay. that. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, that could be something they try to use. And, yeah, okay. So, maybe he was just born in California. It says hometown on 247. Is uh, Leesburg, Georgia, and I I hate not hate that's a mean word to use. I don't like Tate Martell. I think he's a prick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do kind of like every like I do kind of feel bad for him that Justin Fields gets his, you know, his immediately, and obviously Tate just transferred out for playing time issues. But at the same time, I feel like if your coaching staff leaves, and then they and then this new one comes in and recruits another quarterback transfer quarterback, I feel like you should get a transfer waiver like. Yeah, I mean it's different if they just go recruit him. I feel like you know that's a guy that right out of high school. This guy's played in a D one program. SE, you know, someone who played in the SEC championship. Like Justin Fields is no scrub, right? And they went out and recruited him with Tate Martell. I don't know. Tate's obviously not gonna get it waived, but I, I doubt he is. But that kind of sucks for him. I do feel for, I, I do feel for him for that. Yeah. I, will, I will say that. And I, I mean, if you've watched QB one, I was gonna mention that too. Um. You surely you don't like him if you watch QB one. No, um, they uh, he's definitely talented, but yeah. you, you probably do not like him. There's another um, there was another podcast that had the director of QB one on, director of Friday Night Lights, and he did a bunch of other movies too. Um, his like he was talking about QB one. It's very interesting, and it's I mean that show just anytime you follow, follow a high school around, you're gonna get some crazy content. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, Especially guys who are like Tate Martell who maybe haven't learned that there's times to keep your mouth shut. There's times you can run your mouth and times just to yeah, just let it be. Yeah. 
like when he was they played that Texas game and he was tweeting on on the sideline or and I think it was at, at halftime. Yeah, he was tweeting. I'm like, come on, <laughs> if you can't do that. And then thank God his like aunt was like, oh, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take the fall for you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he was like, I need you to say that you were tweeting from my account. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like hell no. You did that. You can yeah. suffer that. Um, but I like QB1. It's interesting. I haven't finished the new season. Have you? Yeah, it's pretty good. good. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of those quarterbacks either. Well, it's Real, that white dude, and then... Uh, Sam Hartman. Yeah, what's the other guy? It's Justin Fields. Yeah, okay. So, I like Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. I like him. I feel like he's like... I'm surprised Like that's a guy who would go... I mean, I feel like there were at least legit issues on the field for him to be like, I'm not going to fit in here. I'm going to, I got to go. So yeah. I will say that. I mean, I, I'm sure some of that racism was legit racism, but also probably it's Georgia. It's the South. I mean, but I mean, you can it, walk on it. What do you been like? You can walk onto any college campus and there's going to be some racist. People. I feel like Georgia was definitely more accepting than it was Ohio state and not like Tennessee. Wait, what now? I feel like, like Georgia, like, I mean, I guess they could, they didn't have to release. They didn't have to give him a transfer, right? I don't know how that works. Because, like, there's new transfer rules, so I'm not Because I know, sure. like, Nick Saban can, like, block. Right. The, I think now, though, I something. think now you, you can only, like, because it used to be, like, you completely block. Like, you just don't have to do anything. Because that happened with Bryce Brown and Derek Dooley. Because apparently Bryce Brown never met with Derek Dooley. He just, like, left campus. And Derek's like, I'm happy to, you know, release you, but you've got to come talk to me. So that was an issue, but now I think they're so different. I think now you can only block like some like an, a conference school and maybe like a school on your schedule in the next four years, something really? like that. Like, yeah, now the transfer rules have gotten very different. So, because he wasn't able to block the Brandon Kennedy, you can't block any grad transfers because he wasn't. He originally Brandon Kennedy wasn't going to come here because he couldn't, but he was a grad transfer, so he was yeah. he was allowed. So they, they've changed, but I just I just didn't know if like it had. It had to do with, like, is it, um, who's Eason? Yeah. Went all the way to Washington. Yeah, his, so, I don't know his whole situation, but, I mean, he was just a sophomore. So, yeah. he wasn't like he was, because if he was a grad transfer, you're eligible to play immediately. Yeah. Um, so, his situation, I'm sure, was, but he, wasn't Eason from there? Georgia? From, no, I thought he was from, like, the West Coast. Is he? I thought. Don't hold me to that. I don't know. I don't we can look that up real quick before we get into our segments, which are most important of the week and fail of the week. He is from he's from Washington. That's what I thought. I thought he's okay. That makes sense then. Yeah, but I, I mean, again, could you not? Get I just that? thought it was. It felt so random when it happened. Yeah, I guess I, I didn't look into where he was from. Well, and I guess maybe you like have to prove that a family member sick or something to get that waiver. And I guess he couldn't use that. But at the same time, it's like... Doctor's note. Yeah, I guess. If you don't... I mean, I feel like if you were, like, legit just want to move home, I feel like that should be acceptable, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously his, too, was playing time. But I feel like the NCAA shouldn't be able to determine that. Like, if that's the only issue. Because, I mean, that's definitely part of Justin Fields. I'm not saying it's the whole reason, but that's definitely part of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's all... Very strange. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much turned into that. Um, Most important of the week, though. Most important of the week, uh, Miami landed a Juco punter out of Australia. Did you see that guy? That was going to be my uh, fail of the week because, okay. good God, 
I mean, I, I just I think guess. it has the U written all over it. Oh, yeah. So that's why. He's going to fit in nicely. Yeah, he is. I don't know where he's going to get any more tattoos that, you know, he uses. I know this is Ohio State, but I'm sure Miami does it. You know, they trade their yeah. like national championship brings for. He might just get like a face tag. <laughs> I guess. That's what's hilarious to me is like there's nothing on the – all the way up to the chin, nothing else. Yeah. He's like, we're stopping here. Yeah. I, I can wear a turtleneck and cover it up. I'm surprised he doesn't have like tears under his eyes. He yeah. must not have any dead homies or anything. Or killed anybody? Yeah. Killed anybody? Yeah. I, so. That's a yeah. But it, I mean, he looks like 40, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like he be. looks like he's straight out of a biker gang, or you know, hangs out at a tattoo artist uh, every day. Just goes and watches their free television. I mean, in the lobby, that dude's got to hit harder than Pat McAfee, right? And Pat McAfee can hit. <laughs> yeah. He looks um, like someone who's like, I want a punt return to get all the way back here. <laughs> he's definitely not um, Brucey off the longest yard. Brucey, 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 Brucey. Ooh, I'm trying to remember. Brucey, go kick off. <laughs> Bruce, oh, yeah. Go the shit. I know you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The little dude. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. cover the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know, I know who you're talking about. Um, he would fit in good on a prison team, I think. Oh, yeah. I bet he's the nicest guy in the world. That's always how it is. They always end up being the nicest ones. It probably is. <laughs> the U, baby. The U. I'll they're back. It. They're they're wanting to get there. Yeah, they're trying they're their trying. best to get back. Tay Martell's gonna fit in nicely there too. Yeah, he is. That that attitude's gonna fit in. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised he left California. That was another thing I was kind of thinking of. Like, if you could transfer home and that be your excuse, like, why would he not go to like USC? That's like a, not even. It's like an, I think an hour or two to yeah. L, uh, Las Vegas, which I'm sure. Or UCLA under Chip Kelly. Yeah, and I'm but I'm sure his parents probably like. I don't even know what they did for a living. I'm sure they just moved to yeah, Columbus. Like, yeah. Bought a vacation home and just stayed probably. there for football season. Yeah. I don't know what they do. Um, they're just rich. Like, rich people, they don't ever have jobs. They're just rich. Yeah. Uh, it was strange. <laughs> he he. That was the most interesting story. I mean, and it just blows my mind how they have – they're not embarrassed. Like, there was stuff that I'm like, if my son said that, I would be so embarrassed. And the QB1 director was even talking like – you know, if they if there's something they really want us to take out, like we'll listen, we'll hear them out and take it out. You know, if we feel like it's in the best interest of them and their family. Yeah. So I'm like, I would have taken out just about every personal part of Tate Martell and even some game things. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also his and his sister's relationship creeped me out. By the way. Yeah. Very. They were way too close for comfort. Yeah, it was very interesting. Um, my. Most important of the week is an athlete with cerebral palsy deadlifted 200 pounds, um, and he only weighed 99 pounds. Did you see that video? Dude, that was incredible. It was awesome. Um, and it was cool to, like, see everyone that was, like, walking by in the gym, like, stop to watch and stuff. Like, you could see people coming in the background, and they would they would put down. And, I mean, he, he pulled it up. Like, he got it all. Yeah. Also, I don't think I could deadlift 200 pounds. I could, but it'd be hard. 200 pounds is quite a bit of weight, by the way, if you guys don't work out. Yeah. Which I can see you. You don't. I can tell. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, So Terrell Owens' son and Warren Sapp's sons uh, committed to FAU to play for Lane Kiffin. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I feel like Kiffin's just – It's gonna... Tariq Owens and Warren Sapp II. So nice. I feel Warren like Sapp Lane didn't know what else to name yeah, his son. So he just not. named himself. I guess not. Um, I feel like Lane Kiffin's just going to be at FAU forever. Like he's like, you know – it's near Miami. This is like no one's really like. There's no pressure on me. Yeah. Like, why would I leave? And and I still get the attention that I want. 
because you just tweet. <laughs> right, yeah. So I feel like he's just going to, like, that's him. Like, that's like home for him. He's on the brink of being, like, on a national scale, but yeah. not. Like, he's on, he's enough to get attention, but not enough, like, if he gets in trouble for it to be, like, Yeah, he gets enough at- attention, but not... Not a lot of criticism. Or expectation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Low expectations. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, he was really, he was he's a great offensive mind and was successful at UT with that. Did a phenomenal job with John Lee Crompton. I mean, he's a great coach. I don't know if he could go be a head coach somewhere big. Surely he's learned a lot, and he's talked about how he learned a lot from Nick Saban. Um, but, I mean, that's another thing is, like, you make that jump, it's still going to be a question mark. Yeah. Because, I mean, you only had one year at Tennessee. You weren't necessarily successful. I mean, you did good things, but I, I don't know if I'd label that season a success. Seven and six with a loss to Virginia Tech uh, at the Peach Bowl. Um, and then USC, you got literally fired on the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> so – and then you, you know, no one's going to bother him with recruiting violations at FAU either. Like you can pay whoever you want. That's like get strippers. I get feel hookers. like that's that's what Hugh Freeze is doing. Oh yeah, sure, I'm sure. He's like, huh, Lane Kiffin's got a pretty good job. I'm going to do something like that. He went definitely the opposite direction of Lane Kiffin. Lane's like, I'm moving to Miami, and then he went to a Christian school. Yeah, definitely two different directions. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> um, my next one is the AAFL, whatever they are now. The American yeah. Alliance of Football. American, is it AAF, American Alliance of yes. Football? Something like that. Um, they have some major rule differences. I don't know if I'd say major. They're just different. Majors. A, there's, I guess there's two. I'd say two major ones. No? Okay. I'll go with major. Good job, CBS. You you, you outsmarted me this time. Um, no kickoffs. Ball spotted the 25. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like that rule. Um, just because I feel like, especially in those kind of leagues, when there's really not great football players but plenty of athletes, like, you're going to have some kickoff return backs. I feel like so that's that kind of what sucks. the NFL is going to be soon. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised they haven't gone to it yet. Yeah. I, I think it's that that kit, you you have that where kickoffs can still be really exciting. So, I think that's why it's hung around. Because um, it can't, you know, most of the time it's just a monotonous part of the game. But there are times that it can be a very exciting play. Yeah. Um, the next one is two-point conversion attempts instead of extra points. So, you never kick extra points. Um, and then fourth and 12 conversion attempts. Uh if you want to attempt an onside kick instead of kicking it, you have a fourth and twelve conversion. So, put you back so twelve you, yards. Okay, and if you get it, you get the ball back. Yeah, I feel like I I think it's a cool rule in terms of that. I just feel like it should be like a shorter distance, which I guess is similar to onside kicks. It's you got to make a really good play. So maybe yeah. maybe that's why. I'm but sure there was a lot of like fourth and twelve. That's difficult, and I you've got to like, pass. I feel like there's a lot of like stats that went into that. Yeah, to that probably. Very, um, this is the only one that I just absolutely hate. Um, is the blitz limitation is only a five man rush, yeah. so you can only and they have to be in like in the box. But I think the box is defined differently in this league. Um, but they can only rush five. And the only reason I hate that is like, I mean, I'm not even really a defensive person. Like I prefer points scored. But dude, when you see a really good defensive blitz, it's awesome. I get a little yeah. get a little hard on. And that kind of takes <laughs> out, like, scheming. It almost feels like uh, flag football in that regard, where, like, they're dropping – like, you know the defense is going to drop back. Like, at that point, it almost makes it more difficult on the offense. Because, I mean, you're being required to sit at least six men into, you know, back into coverage. Like, I mean, you've really, you've really got to find holes in the defense to Yeah, to so make I a good feel play. like it's definitely going to be a running league. I get me. And, like, a lot of it apparently was – we talked about protecting the quarterback in terms of there's not a ton of quarterback talent to go around. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's a big deal. But, yeah, I'm just not a big fan of that rule. Uh, I feel like it kind of takes – you mentioned the scheming part. It kind of takes at least a scheming aspect out of the game. Mm-hmm. So 
Uh, and maybe maybe teams will find different ways to be creative. I don't know. You said you watched the game today and it was boring. Um, it seemed it looked like it was boring. I watched a few possessions last night of a game. Um, I think it was San Antonio and someone. But I mean, I just I'm kind of excited because you get to watch football outside of you know August to February. So I might. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it if it's on. Uniforms remind me of Blitz League so yeah. much. Yeah, they do. Um, I like Memphis's. I, I wanted to buy some. Like apparel, because I'm gonna support a Tennessee team just because I'm a home, I'm a yeah. homer. Um, but none of it, none of it's cool. And they're a starter league, so I was hoping they'd have some like cool starter jackets, and they didn't. It's no. pretty disappointed. Like if they if they come out with a cool starter Memphis Express jacket, I'm gonna buy it, dude. I love the helmet. The helmet, the helmet does look good. Uh, Chad Fields mentioned that they're the fade on them is different. I'm gonna assume it's because they're manu they're different manufacturers, <laughs> so they're they probably don't paint them themselves because. They probably don't have a ton of money, so yeah. that's probably why. That was my guess. Um. So, is that your only most important? Um. Your last one? Yes, that's my last most important. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, so I'll just go. Tennessee basketball longest win streak in the nation, longest win streak in program history. And straight wins. Rick Barnes longest win streak as a coach. Yeah. Previously, sixteen or seventeen. And I have one more. Um, okay. James Harden's seventy career forty point. Performances only one player has ever outscored him, and it was Paul George on Saturday scored forty five. Oh, nice! So I mean that's crazy to think about. Like I mean you're scoring forty points and no one's ever outscored you. Yeah, one time. It's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, Phil, Phil? yeah, Phil, you ready to move on, Phil? Yeah. Um. Okay. Where did it go? I had it. Uh, Stephen A. Smith <laughs> doesn't watch college football. Why does? Why didn't he just say like? I don't watch enough to give a great opinion instead of just sound like an absolute moron and then trying to backtrack. Um, instead, he made a very racist comment. Yes, I know he's black. You can be racist to your own kind. Have you seen Dave Chappelle? <laughs> um, he said uh, Dwayne Haskins is more of a runner than a thrower. First off, Dwayne Haskins probably has the best natural arm in this draft class. I mean, yep. the dude can sling the ball. Also, he didn't run that much while he was at Ohio State when they wanted to have a running package, a running quarterback. They wanted someone who can throw it, but they also want to be able to run it. Tate Martell played. So do you have the stats for that? Do I have Dwayne Haskins stats? Yeah. I don't. Do you have them? Yeah, I do. Okay. I didn't, um, I didn't look at the stats because I've watched Ohio State's games. Yeah. So I just wanted I just, to look at No, yeah, too. that's definitely a – So passing, he has 4,831 yards, 50 touchdowns. Rushing, he had 108 yards and four touchdowns. I'm going to I'm gonna wager this and say maybe like five of those were design runs too. Yeah. Like they were probably scrambled, get out of there. Yeah. 108 yards, and he was running. Also, right. he's a big dude. I don't know how fast he is. I don't have that stat. He can't be that fast. Well, so, one of his teammates mentioned, like, are you talking about the same slow ass Dwayne on Ohio State's team? He, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. I've never, like, witnessed him running and gone, oh, he's really slow, but he doesn't look fast. Yeah. And <laughs> another one of his teammates was like, is if we would have, um, Ran Dwayne Haskins the entire season, we would have been 0 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Is that that is my only fail? Um, so mine is um, Kentucky fans. Okay, they held up a sign. We want Tennessee, and uh, they missed an E. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so I mean, if you're gonna make a sign, you know, maybe you want to like type in the words. Just, uh, to, just, just to double sure. check it. Yeah, you, and you you may have a phone. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you waste your time with phones because yeah. you don't have service anywhere. But just type it in your phone real quick. 
It'll fix it. So do they want Tennessee? <laughs> no, they want Tennessee. They just want Tennessee. part of Tennessee. They want Tennessee. Yeah. Not Tennessee. They just want part of it. They don't want the whole thing. Um, Did you... What was it? Oh, did you see Bobby Mays when he rolled up the TBA in? I couldn't tell what kind of car it was. I'm, I should have screenshotted a better image. Um, but Bobby Mays just that dude's got swag. Um, and he just rolled up in that. It's that AAU money. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does that. Do that AAU team yeah. money. Where is he? Where is he at when he? I don't. I know Drew Bimber plays for it. Oh, okay, so it's Knoxville. I I guess that makes sense because he runs the yeah. What league is that? Rocky Top League. Yeah. So forgot about that. AAU money, baby. Also, I think Drew Pember had a really nice dunk the other night. So maybe he's more athletic than he looks. Hmm. I don't know. That's all I got. He's tiny. Yeah. He's he skinny. Is. Not tiny. He's tall. He's, he's, just, on that man's he's scrawny. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's our basketball strength. That our basketball strength program does not get enough credit. They do not. Because, I mean, they're. And do you do you watch them warm up with that the bar looking thing? Yeah. It's like it's like a roller, but it's got other. It's like, really they weird. Do, they can do other things with it, too. Yeah. They like. Yeah. Put it on top of their head. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it looks like like a noodle you would use in a. I don't know what it actually yeah. feels. Well, like. I've seen those. So I've seen those things, and they they're. I mean, they're decently heavy. I mean, heavy enough to give you resistance. Yeah. Um, but it's also. I think it's used for stretching a lot too. So, sure. like the different handles and stuff on it are supposed to, I guess, make your body. I don't know. I'll, let's research that. We'll figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, the best account in. Probably college sports. Oh yeah. If you haven't seen that thread, go look at it. I can't remember who sent it out. It's been retweeted all over. So make sure you read the thread. It's good. Guys, thank y'all for listening. We're gonna fill fill Thompson up Wednesday night. It's, it's an early start. So you should have twenty two thousand there. Easy. And then make your way to Rupp if you got the money for it. Yeah, and check out Dex Blitz on your way there. Um get your tickets while they're hot. And we're bringing the boat in and we out. <laughs>